Welcome to What Is Your Bitcoin Story podcast with your host, Gigi. This is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of Bitcoin through the personal experiences and stories of those who have taken a dive down the rabbit hole. We explore Bitcoin stories with a diverse range of guests from early adopters, miners, traders, and maximalists. So join us on this exciting journey of past, present, and future Bitcoin, one story at a time. The utility of the exchanges made possible by Bitcoin will far exceed the cost of electricity used. Therefore, not having Bitcoin would be the net waste. Satoshi Nakamoto. Welcome to What Is Your Bitcoin Story podcast, where we dive deep into the world of Bitcoin and its quirkiest advocates. I'm your host, Gigi, and today we have a special guest joining us, Leon Sigmund, the man who wears many hats in the Bitcoin world. He's not just the average Bitcoiner. He's the boat charter safety officer of the Bitcoin Club Malta, ensuring that the high seas of Bitcoin are as smooth as possible. Oh, and did I mention he's also the co-founder of BitcoinNews.com. With, with a title like that, you know we're in for an interesting ride. Leon's love for Bitcoin has taken him on a global journey, exploring 60 plus countries and even living in a few of them. In this episode, we'll be navigating through his adventures, misadventures, and the hilarious tales of being a boat charter safety officer in the world of Bitcoin. So fasten your seatbelts, or in Leon's case, secure your life jackets as we're about to set sail into the Bitcoin seas with the one and only boat charter safety officer himself, Leon Sigmund, right here on What Is Your Bitcoin Story podcast. Leon, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Gigi. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And you know what a good intro. Thanks. <laughs> Looking forward very to welcome. the discussion. Very welcome. Well, um, I'm 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 very curious to hear these uh, these these open sea sailing journeys. So let's take it right to the beginning. Um, where and how did you or in, how did your orange pill journey begin, Leon? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, I think there's always a, a story before the orange story. So everyone that comes to Bitcoin, I think, shares some sort of um, motivation, you know, to look into this. Um, and I think in my case, it really was, um, a, a, you know, a lot, I was very politically active um, when, you know, when I was out of school and I fell in love with uh, the Austrian School of Economics. And you know, just watched hours and hours of of talks. And so I remember that um, <laughs> some days I checked. Uh, I think the first time I, I basically shared a Bitcoin meme was 2012 on Facebook. There was a meme about eGold and PayPal because eGold, the guys were raided and you know uh, thrown in jail, and you know PayPal became one of the most successful digital payments you know providers. <laughs> um, and, but it took me much, much longer to, to really um, dig it. Um, I also remember that um, I, uh, I was shown by a friend an article or you know, somebody sent me a link and it was about Bitcoin. And I, I read it, but I didn't really have enough yeah, grit or, or motivation to go through. And so I remember, I think the tab was open for, for maybe weeks or even a month. But I never really, you know, got through it. And the problem was, it was it was too technical. And you know, I'm fairly technical, but you know, not that technical. And at the time, 
um, there wasn't all these great podcasts like yours, you know, or so many fantastic resources to learn from. It was really pretty basic, right? <laughs> um, and so I didn't really have, you know, have enough um, stamina to go through this and, and really dig into it. But I had already the, you know, the underlying understanding of, you know, what sound money is. So I remember somebody told me, hey, Leon, you're the guy that, you know, likes gold, you know, likes gold and sound money and you advocate for, uh, you know, free banking. You should look into Bitcoin. I was like, okay, thanks. So I read this article and it was like, you know, what is this? Sounds sounds interesting, but, you know, it's way too complex to <laughs> to really get, to really understand it, you know, in just a matter of minutes. So, yeah, I dismissed it, essentially, right? Um <laughs> And it took much longer. Uh, so um, eventually, then I had a mentor, uh, basically, or you know, someone that just understood it thoroughly and, and fully. And that's, I think, helpful. Um, I think without him, I you know, I wouldn't have made it uh, because I'm also I'm someone that learns a lot by just talking to people, or listening to people, and not so much by reading. And so he just answered me all these you know beginner questions, like you know, you know, but how can it how can it be that it can't be hacked and uh, you know, why is it that the government cannot stop it? And, and how, is, how is it that the supply cannot be extended, right? And, and all these very important questions that you need in order to complete the puzzle. Um, so, that, so that was later, like, you know, 2015, 16, something like that. Very interesting. Well, I, I guess like a lot of people, um, they dismiss it in the beginning. They, they kind of either see it as, you know, magic internet money or kind of it's too complex or, you know, it looks like probably like a scam. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to delve deep into it. Um, and of course, like a lot of people that invest early on, they, they never hold on to their sats from the beginning. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I still have, you know, this, like this very, uh, uh pale first uh, mem memory of this article. Right. And I think it was yeah. just like, it was this article and I think it, it was like, yeah, this could be the revolution in 2012. Like, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I think even a computer, you know, I think it's easier for people that have a computer science background to understand the, the technical, um, the technical genius of Bitcoin. Um, mm. I could have made it, you know, I, my, my approach is, you know, more from, okay, economics and, and politics. Um, but I think, you know, so, I mean, I would have, you know, be able to be really, really, you know, early on. And I mean, we are early on, right? But, um, yeah. Uh, it's just that uh, it it really takes you a lot to to change your mind right on so many things, and so most people would you know at that time would say you know like this is crazy and uh, and uh, it's a you know it's a utopian idea, but you know no way this 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 will work ever right. So I think um, it's it's definitely hard. Um, now I think it's it's a lot easier if you start now because it's just this momentum now this this orange wave and there's just so much amazing content that you can consume that makes it a lot easier. Also you know just the the fact that you know it's so much more accessible and, and more liquid right like back in the days it was mm. like one German exchange um, that you had to you know create an account with super super cumbersome. Uh, now you know all these amazing on ramps that you can use it which is super easy to use. Yeah well. As the saying goes, you don't change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you, right? So uh, it's only a matter of time until it kind of, you know, you have that light bulb moment and, and you realize the actual power and, and kind of the, 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 the beautiful, uh, the, the, basically the beauty behind this technology. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you at kind of the, the times that we find ourselves now in 2023 for the listeners who will be listening in the future. Um, it's much more kind of accessible and it's, you know, everywhere, especially when you go on Twitter nowadays or as they call it, the, the Bitcoin Twitter. Uh, I mean, there's 
you must come across a daily meme on it, right? So there's a lot of talk about it. But at the same time, I would I would argue that as much as there's exposure and kind of the ease like the ease of on ramp and off ramp, a lot of people are still kind of on the sidelines and you know still hoarding fiat and kind of thinking, ah, this is a speculative asset. And and my favorite part to time the market. When is it gonna, you know, when is it gonna dip for me to get in? And, you know, this is, you know, kind of I don't want to call it this financial advice, but you know, if you you know, constantly DCA a certain amount that's not going to impact your lifestyle, then you're kind of, you don't really care what the price is, right? You're just accumulating it for, for future generations. Um, so yeah, what's, what's kind of your opinion on that? And what would you say uh, kind of on, on that matter? Yeah, um, everyone, you know, gets Bitcoin at the time or, you know, every, everyone gets the kind of time he deserves, right? So like, yeah, if you... If you if you're is that a Michael Saylor quote right there? No, no, I think it's just this like yeah. I, I, no, I think that the, the actual saying is everyone buys Bitcoin at the, at the price he deserves, right? So if you okay. if you're not humble enough, and then you know you could even you could still whine, and say, yeah, you know I'm too late. Like you no, know, we're very early, and even if you know it's still good that uh, that Bitcoin exists and you have better alternatives to save your money. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, you know I think um, people that don't. Uh, consider it or you know that are avoiding um, to to buy now um, because they they're waiting for it to dip uh, I think they're doing a big mistake because as you say right it's super hard to time the market I, you know I do get if if you say well you know I'm a very experienced trader and I know it's gonna you know go lower you know fine you know you know are you gonna go all in then or what <laughs> um, so I think the smart approach is to just DCA a little bit now um, and then if it dips a lot, you know, you could then value average or, you know, go do another lump sum in it um, by a lot. And um, so I, I became a little bit more um, moderate on my on my huddle stance, let's say. So I, I do think you should um, uh, understand that the future is uncertain. And even if you're, you know, 100% convinced of Bitcoin, well, um, there are certain, you know, unforeseen events perhaps, right? And so to kind of balance your time preference a little bit, you know, I you know I'm fully on the long term um, uh, time horizon here, but you know, if uh, if it, it, I think it's also good to just take some chips off the table if it's if it's very high, and obviously you get more more sats right in, yeah. in in a bear market if you're if you're DCAing then. So I think the data on this, I think Swan Bitcoin uh, did a did a pretty good um, they ran the numbers and did a pretty good analysis on this and. So obviously lump sum if you buy the lump sum now and you know bitcoin goes up and the all-time low afterwards is much higher obviously you are better off with a lump sum than dollar cost averaging right but mm. uh if it goes lower again then or like during a bear market you know before the bull run then um dca can beat um definitely beat a lump sum invest on the top right <laughs> yeah, um, yeah but either way as you said i think the most important is that if somebody has the slightest uh calling right like a friend telling him over and over again or you know just kind of saying hey you know i think bitcoin is still not dead something you know something must be there <laughs> then absolutely you should absolutely start doing the homework which is hard and, and takes time uh, but it's rewarding and it all comes down to you know getting your first uh, self-custodial wallet set up and maybe a hardware wallet cold storage set up and also, you know, finding the right way to buy for you, whether that's an, an on-ramp with KYC or a light KYC like Relay, or if you prefer full financial privacy, 
which I obviously also you know advocate for uh, than a peer-to-peer exchange. Uh, it's also it's also a good way to go. But yeah, absolutely, you should absolutely not delay it. And I think now is a, a really good time. And you know, like let's be honest, uh, the internet took 25 years for you know mass global penetration, mass adoption. Bitcoin is about 14, 15 years old now. Let's see, right? I, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's true. And we also see, well, talking about the, the speed of adoption, what happened, what was the end of last year, November, with, with OpenAI's ChatGPT, they gained, uh-huh. what was it, a million users within less than a week. It just went, it like five million, everything. Yeah. Or five million, whatever. It was a crazy number in such a short, short, sh- short space. So, yeah, yep. but I mean, let's, let's not go off tangent and talk about AI. There's plenty of podcasts talking about AI, but st- sticking to, to, to the orange then, topic. What's, what's, what's interesting there, though, is that uh, it's fascinating that, yeah, well, I mean, Bitcoin has, I think, they, there's calculation, you know, you can look at the active addresses. I think mm. it's like 10 million or something. And then globally, we assume like 300 million, you know, crypto users, or maybe not everyone is a Bitcoin. I think the Bitcoin, the people that really just say, hey, you know, Bitcoin is it, it's much smaller. But uh, it's it's definitely a huge number of people that you know have you know played with a Bitcoin wallet and, and use it for for savings. Mm. Um, but, but still, I think it's like if you compare this to uh, GPT, uh, it's it's much slower. It took much longer because it's it's more it's co- more complex. And I think also the like GPT is such a fiat value uh, proposition. It's like oh yeah, you know you don't have to work anymore. You know just do it all there. Like Bitcoin is not like that. Really. <laughs> Because That's value going to say you'll you'll be filled to rich, but you have to wait for like forty, fifty years or what? Proof so, of patience. That, that, proof of patience. <laughs> Very good. One. I haven't heard that one. Um, and so maybe, and then another thing is also like if you look at uh, you, for example, Google or YouTube. YouTube, for example, right? If you enter Bitcoin, unless you follow high quality Bitcoin only channels such as BitcoinNews.com, our channel, which has a thousand subscribers right now, or you know your new podcast or um, you know, Swan or uh, simply Bitcoin. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of really high quality. I think Stefan Devera's podcast is there as well. Unless what you Bitcoin follow did. these, if yeah, what Bitcoin did. Unless you follow these, if you enter the keyword Bitcoin, you know, most likely you will be shown trash. Scam. You know, scammers, spammers, uh, all kinds of weird shit. Not you yeah. know, actual Bitcoin stuff, right? And so I think that kind of uh, hinders adoption as well. So I think there's a lot of stuff that hinders adoption. Also, the fiat, I think the fiat system itself, right? So, uh, you know, the cheap credit goes into investment banking, goes into VCs, goes into what? Not Bitcoin only startups. It goes into crypto startups because there you have more more senorage, more margin to dump on retail, which is not mm. possible with Bitcoin, right? Or much harder. Complementals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, token always. So, you know, I think there's a lot of, stuff that delays that kind of yeah i think it could be slower but ultimately to me it's it's, it's a little like yeah you know if you uh if you try to you know if you cook water and you have a lid and and you, and you press it down and it's cooking and at some point you can't withstand it anymore so i think there's another way yeah. coming where it will just explode and so you know ultimately for me price is the number one metric to to see okay you know is, is there is there more market demand than before and mm-hmm. uh, yeah we'll, we'll see what happens next yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more, and and I think like another another interesting phenomenon that's happening, which which I've discussed this on on multiple episodes already with with prior guests, but to bring it up again, it's kind of it's interesting how how we see third world countries adopting Bitcoin much faster, where they see it as as a preservation of wealth instead of a speculative instrument, you know, that the Western so to say developed world is looking to time the bottoms and the tops. 
you know, people in Argentina, Lebanon, Turkey, Latin America, most parts of Africa are basically going through hyperinflation and, and losing everything day by day. And to them, Bitcoin is 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 not just a, a tool to to get out the system, but it's the only hope that they have. And and then when we talk about remittances, right, sending money back home to your families, you know, you, you bypass this whole fiat money mafia of, of Western unions and all these middlemen pickpocketing their money and, and making you wait for like days or weeks. And then with exchange rate, they they rug pull you even further. So you're basically left with like 50% of what you were initially expecting to get. So I think these use cases are much, much more powerful and it will take time and, and kind of it will really take for the house of cards in the US to fall fall apart, which a lot of people were saying it will never happen. But hey, like no empire lasts forever. And the American empire is is it's on its last stroll. So when that happens, I mean, then we're going to see a, a Bitcoin hyperization happening in the in the modern world. But until that time, the developing worlds are really picking up the pace. And, and I think it's it's a very interesting phenomenon where usually it was always the privileged ones that, you know, adopted and took full advantage of a new technology. And here it's the other way around, right? It's, it's an interesting phenomenon. Uh, another point um, I wanted to bring up with you. So regarding kind of privacy, as as I get, you're a very private person. And, um, and, and one thing that Bitcoin, well, to a lot of people, they think Bitcoin is, is anonymous. But the, the, the more you learn about it, the more you realize that Bitcoin is an open ledger, um, essentially tech that anybody can verify and anybody can analyze. Um, so kind of how, 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 in your opinion, how does that impact the, the future of Bitcoin and, and people that are looking to stay private on it and, and essentially the, the privacy use case of Bitcoin? Uh, actually, I'm I'm not the the best uh, privacy practitioner. I would say I'm you know uh, I, I like to try out new stuff and um, and I'm you know I'm not too um, I kind of lost uh, you know the guy for detail to 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 some extent because it's kind of like you know as soon as you have as soon as you do online marketing and um, and you know promote yourself or your brand like you have to kind of show up and show your face and and also with modern banking services um, personally I like. I like them, you know, and uh, I think uh, even though the the fiat uh, rails are, you know, trash compared to Bitcoin, I mean, yeah, they're just, uh, we rely on them for now, right? So you have to use them. <laughs> uh, and it's also actually nice to see, for example, Revolut, right? The uh, um, regulated entity, they, they just got uh, Bitcoin now so that you can actually send Bitcoin on, on you know, on chain to Revolut and, and send it out of Revolut, mm-hmm. which took them many years. Uh, before it was just you know you could buy Bitcoin there virtually. Uh, so yeah, I I kind of I'm not super super private let's say because I also you know I don't do drugs and stuff like that. Um, and man. Uh, what I would say here is that um, you can stay pretty private with Bitcoin if you do it right, right? So um, just about you know how, you know your knowledge, uh, your technical uh, um, skill, you know of um, of using your um, your your system and stuff, and for daily use, let's say you want to spend Bitcoin. I think the Lightning uh, network, in a way, ha- has its own, is, is, a, is a privacy layer to some extent, depending also on you know the, the type of wallet you use there. Uh, but so yeah, for me, to me, it's not the biggest concern because for me, it's still uh, I value adoption higher than than let's say privacy because for me, it's like this: if everyone were to use Bitcoin, I believe we would go towards um, a world where uh, there's actually more uh, resources dedicated towards privacy and open source 
and a lot of this data mining to me seems or feels like it's um, one of the many uh, negative consequences of you know of a fiat world fiat system so yeah you know um, I, I mean you know there's a lot of privacy innovation on Bitcoin coin joins and so forth but me personally you know I so far maybe I'm doing a bit, big mistake and I think that's kind of the the sales argument of, of privacy tech is you know like you know bear in mind there is you know there's a lot of data and they know your stash and uh, the more traces you leave the more uh, they will you know come after you eventually but yeah that's not how I see the future I, I think the future this, uh, the way I see the future is that Bitcoin will take over <laughs> and then all this you know clown show uh, will uh, will ev evaporate that might be a bit you know too optimistic uh, but I think somewhere in between might be the truth so to me if you have Bitcoin uh, that's you know that you just keep in cold storage and you might have bought private that's you know more than enough. Um, yeah but uh, yeah, you know, I would definitely say like uh, if you're concerned, um, you should you should um, you should definitely uh, take care of of your uh, financial privacy and your Bitcoin privacy, and there's uh, many good ways to to do so. And it's all about yeah, you know, um, understanding it basically. Yeah, no, well, my my argument's always if 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 you're not doing anything illegal, then what do you have to hide, right? And unless you're like a ultra high net worth individual and you've got thousands of BTCs and kind of you, you want to sleep quietly at night. But then even at the end of the day, if, if you have everything, you know, distributed in multiple, you know, cold storages and, and you never transact, you know, send Satoshis in between them, you know, nobody can really know that it's you, right? Going back to, to, to the to thing that you mentioned at the beginning, uh, that there's what, like, give or take 10 million Bitcoin addresses, but most people don't have one Bitcoin address, right? Like some people, like I'm sure you have multiple, everybody has multiple that's in Bitcoin, right? So you can't really pinpoint who is the owner of it unless, you know, it's KYC coins. But yeah, I mean, it, it's good that there's always options for people. Um, you know, options are always good. Um, I wouldn't advise people to do coin joining because with, with surveillance and everything, maybe in the future, if, you know, if you participate in coin join, hypothetically, you could be like on a blacklist for, you know, perhaps what was the reason for you, you know, coin joining. But, you know, these are all speculative things. Um, it's a free market. It's a free world, as they tell us. Uh, so you're free to, to do what you want with it. But yeah, if you really want to, to the listeners who want to stay private, the best way is just to buy peer-to-peer. -peer. At the end of the day, Satoshi named the white paper peer-to-peer -peer cash, right? So the best way is just to stick to the basics and do it peer-to-peer. -peer. You, you'll always find someone who will want to buy or sell some Bitcoin and, and just do it that way. But I mean, on, okay. on that note, if, you, if you're concerned about coin joining, uh, then, you should, then you should be coin joining, I believe, because, you know, if Bitcoin is not fungible, then it is mm -hmm. a problem in my eyes. And, you know, you said this blacklist. Is, so what is this blacklist, right? This is what's happening now is that there is analysis um, and they... The um, regulated exchanges are forced by the regulator to have mm. analysis, and have, you know, certain they have like this, this cluster analysis where they see, okay, you know, where is this money coming from, and they're they're supposed to not have, you know, over a certain percentage of their volume, you know, from these clusters, and so that mm. is a problem because money, in, you know, wise should not be, uh, should be neutral, <laughs> and um, and and. I th yeah, I think that that is a problem, and but I just don't expect this to happen. I think that this, this idea, you know, in the EU also they went forward and said, hey, we want, we need to ban these unhosted wallets. So we <laughs> unhosted wallets, right? So self self custodial wallets. Um, I think that idea is bollocks. It's it's never going to work. The, the protocol mm -hmm. is so free 
and uh, you know it will always be you know compatible. That uh, I think they'll lose this war, and um, yeah, I mean I think the worst that could happen is that they um, um, that you know some some exchanges basically get forced to cease essentially seize funds or freeze funds. Uh, depending on, uh, on, you know, I, I think this would also require a dramatic event to happen, right? Where they actually say, okay, well, now it's it's the actual climate emergency, and we have to ban Bitcoin, or uh, we're out of money, by the way, guys, and you know, we need to take your house and take your Bitcoin. <laughs> um, so that's this extreme scenario, and um, this could happen. I mean, it, it did happen in the past, where where gold was seized, and so there's this six one oh two executive order, uh, I don't know the year, but you know, they seized the gold. And I think this is actually an argument for Bitcoin because uh, if I'm correct, I'm not sure 100% about the data here, but apparently this executive order wasn't that successful. They couldn't mm. you know, seize too much gold, right? So which, which, which actually speaks for gold, you know, also being uh, you know, hard to confiscate or unconfiscatable because it's so distributed uh, if you have it physically, right? Of course, it's, it's much easier mm. to you know, seize your, you know, your, your stock account and bank account. Um, so yeah, you know, of course, it all comes back to not your keys, not your coins. But I don't really buy too much this uh, this um, this uh, danger that uh, that uh, in the future uh, you won't be able to use your Bitcoin anymore and you won't be able to use them when they're coin joined. I mean, there were already you know a lot of I think there are a lot of events where already now, right? If you coin join after uh, you withdraw from an exchange, you get an email from the exchange for if you send coin joint funds to an exchange that they say you know don't do that um but i would say let's fight this war right and i think bitcoin should be fungible and coin join is is, in my eyes, is good because it's it's off chain right so it's just a, a simple way of um of uh, um uh of, you know retaining and maintaining your privacy so no it's nobody's business uh you know what you do with your money and therefore uh, you have your full right i think to um, not you know let other people see your transactions or better you know decide who you reveal yourself to right so I think that's the point and mm. the, the same is true for banking right I mean yeah I, I think and that's I think it's a problem that you know banks and governments have so much uh, insight uh, when it should be the other way around like we should be able to audit the banks and audit the government uh, and not the other way around um, so yeah I, I think coin joining is good um, and bitcoins should be fungible and if they're not because they you know the regular this regulatory scheme is um, creating these blacklists, and you know that is not a problem of Bitcoin. It's a, it's a problem of the world, uh, you know. And, and and you know, sadly, the, the you know usually this is where people that aren't as uh, educated or uh, or smart would would pay the bill, right? They would be the one that that they would seize the funds or freeze the funds or you know tax the funds, which is probably the the most likely scenario, right? Is that they say, okay, okay well, we know we have this. You know, 100 Bitcoin or 10 Bitcoin on Coinbase. You know, 30% is is ours now, <laughs> and uh, that that goes back to the original Bitcoin um, uh, idea, right? That uh, it's it's money that is yours, uh, and in that in, in that way, there's a revolt against uh, the regime or the uh, the ruler class, right? So it's uh, the the plebs are rising, and uh, and uh, taxes theft and taxes over now because we got Bitcoin. Nice. That's spoken like a true revolutionary right there. But let me touch upon, so one thing that you mentioned, and, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that and, and hear your opinion. So with regards to regulatory oversight and then kind of trying to clamp down, and one thing that I'm 
I'm really kind of looking forward to see how it's going to roll out. Um, and to be honest, I really despise it. But this this MIFID regulatory framework that's being set up by by the European Union and this whole travel rule that's going to go into effect, I believe, January of 2025, where you're going to have to basically declare who you're sending your Bitcoin through. Uh, what is your opinion on that? That kind of defeats the purpose, no? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know MIFID in in detail, but I don't think it's much different than uh, what I would suggest it is, that it's just very um, old, you know, uh, the, the same old story of communism, right? So this is sort of, this is communism, pure communism. Uh, I think the idea is to trace and track and trace as much as possible and to, you know, try and centralize, centralize all that, all the data mining as much as possible. Um, I think that you know there was another initiative once. I'm not sure if they went went through with that in the EU, where they I think maybe that they, they have that actually now. They have that now. So they want, yeah, I think that maybe that is the trouble because I remember this from like years ago. Um, so they wanted to centralize and enforce uh, money money transmitter electronic money transmitter banks institutions pay people like PayPal to yeah all, send all their data to the um, to the tax man essentially or to some other authority in the EU, right? And you know why, right? For what reason other than uh, to get, to give them more more details about what they can tax on or what they can steal from people? Um, so this is all, you know, this is all this is all crazy. It's 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 a clown show, and uh, it's it's all. It seems to me very much Chinese in that way that um, you know really you don't have any control over your money, or you you're supposed to not have any control over your money anymore if you're an individual or a company, and really the government kind of grants you that, permissions you that. Um, so that's the, the tr- that's the dream of, of these guys, and I think they will fail uh, because what happens is that the, bur- the bureaucracy, right, the bureaucratic uh, friction uh, over 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 exceeds the you know the, uh, the 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 productivity, and so it's just like in a GDR there was this joke in, in East Germany they had a joke. So why is it that in the GDR you have two layer toilet paper, and um, for those who aren't that uh, uh, you know, well, well versed in, in, in German history or, or Soviet history. So uh, the GDR was sort of the uh, the small brother of, of the Soviet Union, and they tried to be extra good and extra, uh, you know, efficient uh, with their uh, socialist um, system in in East Germany. And so uh, <laughs> the reason why they had two layers of toilet paper in East Germany was because they always had to send one copy to Moscow. <laughs> And I think that's what it is, right? It's it's a paper war. It's crazy. It's insane. It has nothing to do with the free market. Uh, and just like you know, that's you know why um, free market wins and um, and centralized planning doesn't work and fails eventually is uh, because it's not productive. People um, and and resources are um, used to do things that do not help anyone and that are not in real market demand. They are forced upon people and so uh, you waste all the resources and ultimately this you know this, this causes too much friction in the market and the market can't be efficient anymore uh, eventually um, it will uh, you know it will collapse so this might take a little longer you know because there's still I think a long a lot of room to go but you know, the EU for example is such a monster now um, it's it's really no in my eyes really no I mean they norm everything every cucumber every there's you know there's, there's so much yeah everything there's so much transfer of money uh it's so it's so corrupt as well right it's crazy so yeah i mean if you know all this financial regulation I, I think they designed this already back in the days for the traditional financial system it was already like 
I think the um, the direction that yeah was already in place that it 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 was to become a, a more and more um, centrally orchestrated, centrally planned uh, financial system. And re- remind reminds me of this amazing presentation uh, Andreas Antonopoulos gave, I think 2017 or something, in front of some lawyers. Uh, so uh, enter in YouTube system of control, right? So uh, people don't understand how much of a system of control our financial system is today. And just because it works for you, you go to your supermarket in your town and you know pay with your card and tap it. Um, that's an illusion because it, it, you really like that that you know an inch away from that not working anymore because your bank frees your account and now you say oh well no that's not never going to happen right it's never going to happen and you know and and then, by the way it's also insured <laughs> and it's insured and blah blah yeah exactly right so we saw this happening in, in Cyprus you're in Cyprus uh, we saw this happening in Greece and we will see it happen again 100% I think as soon as um, you know things don't work out anymore with the economy because oh. Oh, oh, oopsie, oopsie! Our debt, you know, our debt burden is so much higher than our than our household. Um, we, you know, what what are we gonna do? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's all just a a very stupid game that we should get out as soon as possible because it's super dangerous. Now the good thing is uh, you can get out quite easily by just buying Bitcoin, right? And and understand learning about Bitcoin and 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 buying some part, of, you know, of your portfolio, putting that into Bitcoin because that is to me at least. It's it's super super safe because you can never freeze your you know your wallet. Uh, you can never block a transaction, and more importantly, the financial policy, right? The monetary policy of Bitcoin is set in stone. It's limited to 21 million. That gives you a lot a lot of uh, peace of mind in my eyes, a lot of um, security and safety. Yeah, yeah. And so you know that's why yeah you don't have that in the, in, the, in the traditional system, right? So you know I, I yeah brace yourself, right? So I think the future. Uh, will be more bureaucratic, um, and like already, like you know, in the last years, I think there were increased compliance regulations coming up. If you have any type of online, like Revolut, oh, you know, they want more. They, you know, they asking you more questions, right? So why did you do this transfer? Uh, where is your money coming from? Um, all these questions. That's just the cancer of of communism creeping yeah. up your app, right? Your mobile app. And, and there's no benefit, right? So we did research on this with Bitcoin News. We have an article called The Ethics of Mixing. Go check it out. And, you know, um, there's, there's, there's evidence that all these ML policies and ML uh, measures that these, uh, you know, organizations that none of us ever deals with because they're like these ghost organizations like uh, BIS and, and FATF, right? These guys, they come up with these policies and they're super smart, right? And they think about everything. But, you know, it's all a scam. You're being scammed. They, the only reason they have these policies and they, and they do these stupid regulations is to take your money and to control you, uh, not what they claim it's about. They claim it's about terrorist financing and money laundering. Yeah, bullshit. You know, like there's all the money is still laundered and all these terrorists, for some reason, still get the guns from someone, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's, it's a complete farce. And uh, yeah, the good thing is, you know, uh, I think we, I, I at least learned this, right? I see that this is this is not good. And I, I spoke to a bunch of, um, you know, like wealth managers as well, because for them, it's even harder with the benefit, right? Because they have to ask all their clients, you know, where the mm. money's coming from. For Bitcoin, it's like, you know, we, I mean, this, our generation is like, you know, we don't have money anyway, right? Like we might inherit something at some point, but so you would just go on Bitcoin and that's it. And we will never have to deal with it. Hopefully never have to deal with this, right? 
Um, but uh, this is a problem beyond Bitcoin. It's a problem for the whole financial sector. And a lot of people don't like it because it is silly and it doesn't help anyone. It, doesn't, it just makes it worse. It makes the customer experience worse. Worse, and I think even more so, it's really it's a dangerous thing because it is this. It's all about tracking and tracing, and you know, uh, and it's that's the wrong way. I don't think it helps humanity. It doesn't help our economy, and we should get rid of it. And so that's where I think Bitcoin is really a, a really fantastic solution on a meta level, right? Like not just that you have sound money and uh, and and um, money that you can't stop. You also have money that's regulated very simply by a piece of code and there's no more regulation needed beyond that uh if you don't want to right so um mm. you can of course say you know i'm, I'm you know i'm going to go with mifid and, and mika and i use it you know on uh, on an exchange coinbase or any other regulated exchange and i'll follow all the rules that these guys in and and charge you know um <laughs> put up um but you don't have to so that's nice right so and i i don't think it will i think i think actually that this unregulated side of bitcoin will uh, will actually increase. I mean, you know, I, I operate Bitcoin ATMs, right? So that party is kind of over for now in, in that sense that now uh, small operators are pushed out of the market because of increasing you know, regulatory uh, requirements that are more costly and, you know, render the business obsolete in that way that, you know, you only really uh, are profitable if, uh, if you're big enough. Um, and so that favors large corporates and not startups. Um, but, you know, if you have a small wallet, right, and and you make it available online, maybe not even through app stores and Google Play stores, which are, again, you know, they're scrutiny and they're regulated. Um, but, you, you know, the Internet is still free and Bitcoin is still free. So I think, um, and, you know, we see this in the altcoin space as well. Like, yeah, you know, there was all this concern that the SEC would ban uh, some, you know, decentralized swap exchanges. But I don't think this will go away. I think it will actually increase even more as, um, you know, both, you know, for example, Tether as well as Bitcoin increases in adoption and has more liquidity and, and more use. And so, you know, in terms of Bitcoin, for example, Lightning Network, right? At core, yeah. it is a decentralized, permissionless, and open protocol. Now, there are a lot of um, service providers that, you know, are regulated. For example, you know, like Voltage or River, um, yeah. they have to, uh, you know, they, they follow the rules, which is they need to do certain um, uh, analytics as well and, and KYC node operators but if you don't want that well you can always run your own lightning node you know on your umbrella at home wherever you are right? and, and, and run through it so I think that this is, is, the, is, is the way forward that uh, eventually uh, you, you always have this opt-out mechanism if you don't like Mifid if you don't like this bullshit uh, you know uh, uh, you know, put your money where your mouth is and, 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 and use Bitcoin well I, I like what I heard there because, to be honest, um, I really don't like where, where things are moving ahead with, with all these over-regulatory stances. And I couldn't agree more This all this AML 4, 5, 6, whatever they are, and anti-terrorism, you know, things, money's getting laundered and, and terrorists okay, are... When, are... When, when, when AML 21 hits, then uh, we have a conversation. Well, AML 21 will be uh, no AML. So, uh, but my question is, so I agree with you kind of the, the only way you could opt out is, is getting some Bitcoin. But at the same time, I mean, if, if, if Bitcoin is not accepted anywhere and, and, you know, we see this full, full-fledged CBDCs coming out where, you know, everything is fully mega controlled by, by the central banks, how do you opt out? What, what is the way? And like, how do you fight back? Or you pack up your yeah, bags and get on a plane and, and just leave EU and say, bon voyage, I'm yeah. out of here. 
Yeah, good question. No, of course. I mean, Bitcoin doesn't fix all the problems. So this is where you know the the flag the flag theory comes in, and uh, beyond your your financial um, the the options that you have with your with your financial setup, you also need options for um, your residency or your passport, and you know you know being mobile. I mean, again, mm. I, I think for now we're still good. I think the way the world moves is like. Um, I mean, unless you're in a war zone right now, right, and you really actually you're physically forced to leave. Um, you know, in most places, I think you're, you're, you'll probably be fine. Um, but I don't know. You know, I, I think it's good to have options. Um, and it, it might also be that, you know, um, some of these regulations, they get pushed back because they, uh, you know, the people in charge themselves understand, okay, like this is too much. You know, nobody, it's just not workable. Nobody can deal with it anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, we need a reform, and uh, and we need to make the markets more efficient. It could also mean that you know there's deregulation uh, coming at some point. Uh, in the EU, it doesn't look like that, right? Like the EU is still, you know, it's a big, big uh, train train wreck, <laughs> moving at pretty good, decent speed towards more communism <laughs> and and more more central planning. Um, but yeah, I think as an individual, you have more freedom. Um, than ever before uh, by by moving to better places, you know, like El Salvador. Um, I think also inside the EU, there's always a, a level of dynamism where you know, Portugal had attractive laws for Bitcoiners, you yeah. know, to to not tax it. To until this day, but, uh, Germany also is a tax haven for Bitcoin, for example, which makes it very convenient if you have Bitcoin to live there and not be taxed on it, um, which is great. And I think these, you know, this this type of um, Free market will always exist. That there will be some countries that t- they will take advantage, while other countries will, um, you know, will will, will just create um, less of a livable place. And again, I mean, you know, in Germany we had dark, dark times, uh, many times, and in, in, in very recent history. And I think you were stupid to to stay there, right? Like you were much better off mm. um, in certain situations to to just leave and pack up. Um, and just like today, right? Like if your government um, gets crazy, then you go you go somewhere else. In the U.S., it's nice, right? So they have this um, they have a more competitive governance model. Uh, if tax goes through the roof in, in uh, California, well, be sure that yeah, I think now the number is like two percent of productive people they left, and that's good for places like Florida or um, or Texas, Texas or even Wyoming. Right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, you know, I I think that's where uh, I also think that um. The government will ultimately become a service operator uh, and not uh, another ruling class where you know they can sh- change the rules uh, as they like. Uh, now they have to actually become more you know customer centric and uh, and we make the rules. Uh, we have the Bitcoin, and so that that's where I see the future long term. Or even it's already like it's already like that if you want, right? Like because as a Bitcoiner, I can go to El Salvador uh, or somewhere else where I'm treated well. And I'm welcome with my with the hard money that I have, and mm. uh, and if you realize this, so I think in Germany as well, right? Like businesses in Germany, a lot of them are creating uh, or you know uh, developing their business towards friendlier jurisdictions, Romania or Poland, or even you know relocate entirely to Poland uh, because it's more attractive. And so th- this is, I think, this this um, dynamic should and will increase even more, and that's good for for uh, people. Very good. Well, uh, a, a lot of a lot of insightful things um, you you just shared. And 
yeah, a lot, a lot of food for thought for people who are kind of in the uncertain and, and not knowing what to do. But as we said multiple times, you know, it's good to have options. You, you don't want to, you know, just put all of your baskets. You know how many Germans, you know how many one. Germans live in Cyprus? Plenty, a lot. plenty. <laughs> and why do they do it, right? It's, it's not just because they, um, they have sunshine and sea. <laughs> yeah, it's just a very simple math. It's just very simple math, right? If you're productive yeah. in Germany and you see either you stay in Germany and say goodbye to uh, actually the, the majority of your productivity, right? Of your of your of your money gets taken from you, and mm. then you have to say, okay, like, well, maybe you like that, right? Like, maybe you support that and you don't mind, but maybe you say, no, this is not the way I want to deal with it because I don't know where the money goes and I don't even agree with all the things that's done with my money uh in my case i just you know as germans we like efficiency and i personally don't think that the german administration is very efficient uh not mm. to talk about the the european union right uh, <laughs> so i think this is extremely inefficient and i think everyone should take the money out of these mega systems just because it's convenient to have a job and stuff you know like doesn't justify so if you're productive and ambitious you leave right and you go maximize um your benefit and then you can always give back, right? And most people I know, they're very generous people, but it's already uh, a lot of effort to create jobs, first of all, right? And so I think this is great. I think we will create a, wor a world that's a lot more, uh, more prosperous that way. And again, you know, like on, you know, all with the Bitcoin um, adoption curve, right? I think uh, it will all be so much better where um, all these inefficiencies will be history. And um, I think it's it's a lot better if people decide what to do with their money and not some central planner that you know never has worked in a day in, in his life. Uh, they haven't really produced anything. <laughs> uh, there's this nice um, clip. I, I don't know who who the you know it was a keynote that uh, was remixed into a song by a guy called Pep Music, and um, he and it's like you know like what is there anything they have done? They haven't even come up with the, you know, with the rotato that peels and slices potatoes, right? So there's really there's no productivity these people um, do. And so uh, with Bitcoin, I think it will change. We'll get full employment. We'll get people into, you know, a, a productive environment. All these uh, bureaucrats that are currently basically unemployed, right? They do bullshit jobs. Um, they will be rent just seekers, all this. All these song calls rent them. seekers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All, all this. Capacity, all these resources, all this talent that is wasted currently in the fiat world and this peak clown world, that will be back put back in place in in, in a way where it's actually um, you know feeding market demand uh, rather than you know like the money printer um, that directs a lot of these resources right now. Yeah, no, well, uh, I can't wait for the future uh, Netflix special docu series on the clown world that we lived in. Uh, it, it, it should show a a, a <laughs> well, good show of what it was. Yeah, the sad part is you don't need Netflix, right? It's life. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. That's very true. Perfect. The, the well, best, best, one of the best, the best thing was the Fed um, uh, on Instagram. Did you see that one? Fed, the Fed, Federal Reserve is on Instagram now. No, I'm not on Instagram, so I've, I haven't seen. Yeah, we tweeted it out on Bitcoin News. So um, Federal Reserve has an Instagram account now. It's, uh, it's content there. <laughs> Are they promoting Fed now? Fed now uh, is is, yeah, is the new product. <laughs> all kinds of, of things. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Leon, um, you you you've shared a lot of wisdom and and, and a lot of insightful things um, for our listeners. So I, I I definitely thank you a lot for for coming on. But as we do with all guests, what is one piece of advice you would want to leave the listeners 
uh, with on, on this beautiful, glorious, sunny day. Yeah, don't wait to buy a Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin and wait. And I think Bitcoin is peace now, even more so um, with the rise of uh, violent um, conflict in the world. Um, I, I, I get reminded a lot that I think, um, you know, these are bankers' wars. There's a great documentary about that. And yeah. uh, opt out by stacking stats and removing your exposure uh, to this uh, fiat world. Uh, sounds abstract, you know, and like, um, you know, for I think that's where we started initially, right? Like in the beginning, uh, all these things Bitcoiners tell you they're like they're like so crazy. They sound so crazy, uh, but you know, the more you study, the more you understand uh, these the world, and you know, the more you get different perspectives, the, the better you will follow the the lines of thought that the, that Bitcoiners have, right? And uh, for me, Bitcoin is is actually a piece, a revolution. It's it's a revolution of normal people that decide, okay, I don't, you know, I no longer want to support you know tanks all over the world i want to support peace and prosperity for for all amen you you couldn't have said it better well there you have it guys the 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 main man that the boat charter safety officer uh leon sigmund uh it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and, and definitely would love to have you back um in the future as the bitcoin journey of you me and all the other bitcoiners progresses uh, we'd love to have you back and and discuss some more and, and see where we find ourselves in, in the world. We might even do one live from El Salvador. Who knows, right? The, the future is bright. Uh, and yeah, I, I would like to once again, thank you for your time for coming on. And it, it's been a pleasure speaking to you as always, Leon. Likewise. Uh, likewise. Uh, thanks. Thanks a lot, TG. Great, great stuff. And uh, keep pushing. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of What is Your Bitcoin Story podcast. Remember to subscribe and share with your friends and family. For more valuable Bitcoin resources, visit our website at whatisyourbitcoinstory.com. Keep stacking sats, stay safe, and spread the Bitcoin revolution.